breaking it down and making sure that all the tasks that are involved in this thing you're procrastinating are small enough that you are basically removing all of your barriers and excuses to actually doing them. And some of them become part of the two minute rule because they're so small, there's no reason why you can't do them. And then you develop this sense of momentum that I'm I'm getting things done. I'm feeling really good about my day because I'm doing these things in little two minute increments. And pretty soon you'll see that you've accomplished a bunch of things on your list. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Brie Noble. Brie is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Brie's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Brie is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, hey, this is Brie Noble, and I am so glad you're tuned in to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast today, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. And this week on Indie Interactive, we talked about battling procrastination. I called this episode Strategies to Help You Conquer Those Music Tasks You Hate. We all have them, right? We all have those things in our music business that we have to do that we hate doing, whether it's email or spreadsheets, inventory, whether it's keeping track of sales, whether it is going on social media, whether it's live streaming, whatever it is that you hate doing and you kind of procrastinate because it's not your favorite thing, I tried to offer you up some strategies to help you stop procrastinating. And they go from, you know, kind of two different angles, the carrot angle and the stick angle, the reward angle and the consequences angle. So I hope you find these strategies helpful. And I did leave in a bunch of the discussion here because I think it was really useful to hear what other artists are struggling with and how they handle it. So here is Indie Interactive in progress. So obviously our topic for today is strategies to help you conquer those music tasks that you hate. And there are there are them, you know. You know, maybe you hate administration. Maybe you hate booking. Maybe you hate, um, maybe you're the kind of person that loves starting things, but hates finishing them. (laughs) Maybe um, you hate dealing with emails. You know, there's a lot of things in our business that we have to do that we may not love. So let's talk about a couple of ways that we can avoid this procrastination. And one thing, you know, we're going to approach this from two different angles, from the carrot angle and from the stick angle. So, you know, some type people respond better to rewards and some people respond better to, you know, threats. So I'm going to give you both sides of this. And depending on where I'm at, I use different versions of this because <laughs> yuck booking. That's what Jesse says. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel you. I feel you. Um, so. I'm going to approach it from the carrot angle and the stick angle. So the first one, and we're going to start, you know, always start with the good news before the bad news, I think, is the carrot angle. And the first one we're going to start with is talking about a way we can set up a reward system for ourselves. So 
one thing, and I, I do get a lot of these ideas. I have to give credit where credit's due. A lot of my ideas, at least the consolidation of them is from James Clear. He's got a great blog about productivity. Um, he helps me kind of consolidate the ideas that I'm already using in my business and be able to articulate them. So I kind of use a lot of these strategies. And then when he is talking about them, I think, yep, that's one I use. Okay, that helps me describe it. So the first one is called only do X when doing Y. So some examples of this, before we get to music examples, I'll give you some examples that maybe um, from my life or maybe that are easier for you to, to visualize. So what I do is if I want to make myself do something, I attach something else that I love to it. And I say, I can only do that one thing that I love when I'm doing the thing that I don't want to do, the thing I'm procrastinating about. So for example, I can only listen to business podcasts when I'm on my walk or when I'm exercising, or I can only uh, listen to an audio book that I'm like engrossed in and I'm really excited about, but I can only listen to it when I'm exercising. So that's going to encourage me to exercise. You know, I might be in a cliffhanger in the story and I, I'm going to really want to exercise because I've made this rule for myself. Um, another one is like, I love listening to 80s music. I don't know how many of you know, I'm a total 80s music freak because I grew up in the 80s and was really into, you know, the top 40 and all that stuff. And so I only listen to 80s music while I'm doing the dishes because I hate doing the dishes. And it does seem like there are just more and more dishes every day. And so I only listen to that while doing the dishes instead of listening to it when I'm you know, doing other things, I force myself to do it only when I do the dishes so I can look forward to doing the dishes, not because I love doing the dishes, but because I get to listen to 80s music. And it also helps me keep my mind off of doing the things I hate. So a way that you can apply this to things in your business, um, there are, you know, there's obviously things that you can't do, you can't listen to podcasts, Maybe you can listen to music, but I can't listen to podcasts while I'm doing administrative tasks because it's too distracting. But one thing you can do, and I've been doing this as well, is you can say, I only get to drink my favorite drink while I'm doing these administrative tasks that I hate, whether it's booking, whether it's, um, you know, calling people for bookings, whether it's answering emails, whether it's like tracking your sales inventory on a spreadsheet or you know, doing things that you your mileage or things you need to do for your taxes, like who loves any of that, right? But you can reward yourself by saying, I only get to drink my favorite drink while I'm doing those things. So it's going to make me look forward to it. Or I only get to, um, I, ha I hate to make things food related, because, you know, for me, that could be a trigger. But, you know, I only get to, you know, eat my favorite chips and salsa or something while I'm doing this, this activity that I don't like doing. Um, you know, if you guys, I'd love to hear if you guys come up with an application of this that you could do, or maybe you have done in your business. Okay. So let's go on to the second version of the carrot, which is, um, that you, okay, I can't see the slide until it comes up on the screen. So I'm going to wait because there we go. Um, bribing yourself. So I am all for bribing myself because it works. 
So things I used to do when I was growing up, um, when I was doing my homework, especially if it was math, you know, because it was so such drudgery, um, is I used to like give myself a little bowl of chocolate chips or nuts or something. And every time I did a problem or two problems, I'd be allowed to eat one. And so if you can come up with a bribery system, like not a, a like destructive bribery. I mean, I don't see anything destructive about this. This was a snack I was going to eat anyway. I just used it to, you know, portioned it in order to force myself to do the things that I wanted to do and use it as a little bit of a carrot. So are there any things that you can do in your own business setting where you can give yourself a little bit of rewards along the way you know, maybe I write these two booking emails or I make this one booking call and then I get to take a sip of my coffee or, you know, whatever it is, whatever works for you. Um, but I found that that is a really useful way of bribing myself. Um, let's see, love ideas of attaching something I love to something I hate. Yeah, I mean, I find this to be really helpful. Oh, good morning, Robin. Um, good morning, Sue. Good morning, Cindy. So glad I'll use you use I'll use US people. All you US people are out on a holiday. I love it. I am as well because for me it's a work day. But um <laughs> Okay, so one thing I mentioned was reward yourself with things that you like while you're doing the thing that you hate. And of course, Jesse said a big glass of whiskey. Of course, yeah, sometimes I do have a margarita next to me while I'm doing stuff that I hate, knowing that it's stuff that doesn't require like my full brain power. So if you've got something like that, where it's just like a tedious task, like data entry, absolutely. You can have your, your favorite um, spirit next to you. If, if that helps, if that helps encourage you, but obviously not, if you need to be on the ball, I'm not going to be writing an important email um, where I actually have to like word things correctly and not have typos while I'm drinking a margarita in the afternoon. So um, I write those always first thing in the morning anyway. Okay, so let's move on to the stick um, to the stick ideas of kind of punishing yourself for not doing it. And you know, every things like this work differently for everybody. Some people love the carrot, some people love the stick, depending on how you're feeling and what the thing is, you may need to experiment with the carrot and the stick. Okay, so the first version of the stick idea, um, is going to be <clears throat> one of my favorite things that you guys know I talk about all the time, and that's accountability. And the reason that that is important is because it does provide kind of immediate consequences to you if you don't do the thing, and that is sh the shame of having to tell somebody that you didn't do it. So this is kind of why I create these you know, these posts in our groups of like, you know, state what it is you're going to do this week. And then, you know, hopefully you come back and actually do that. Now, that's just kind of personal accountability because nobody's going to be following up on you. But then, of course, in the academy, I encourage people to have accountability groups and they do meet together and they do ask each other if they did the thing they said they were going to do. And I find this to be one of the most successful things that works for me is just knowing that I need to report back to somebody. And I, I talk so much about accountability. I'm not going to, to harp on this too much here, 
but you know whether it's getting an, a mentor to be accountable to you know some people they they coach with me um, because they just want someone to keep them accountable some people um, find peers that help them do that whether that's online or local so I definitely encourage you to find an accountability system that works for you so here's another one that I think is kind of kind of funny um, but it really can work if this is if this is the kind of thing that motivates you and I call it uh, positive gambling so what this is is basically making a bet on yourself and I've talked about this in the past in a few different ways one way is that you can um, you know say that you're going to give money to something if you don't succeed with what you said you're going to succeed with. So you can put some money aside, like actually there's actually services online, like stick, I think it's S T I C K K um, where you can actually do this kind of thing where you, you make a bet against yourself. And if you don't succeed with the thing you said you were going to do, then that money that you put away either will go, you can kind of choose, is it going to go to something good or is it going to go to something bad? So um, I, I heard about somebody during the elections in the U.S. a couple of years ago that um, said that he was going to have to give. To, he hated Trump and he said he was going to have to give to the Trump campaign if he didn't, you know, do the thing he said, which I think with him is like go to the gym every day for 90 days or something. And that was a huge motivator because not only did he have to give up money to a thing that he hated, but he also said he would post on social media that he did that, that he gave to the Trump campaign. And he wasn't allowed to say, oh, I did it because I had to, because I made a bet against myself. So, you know, the fear of embarrassment was really successful for him. Now, you know, not everybody reacts well to that, and that just might paralyze you. So I'm not encouraging you to use that method if you don't think that that will work for you, but that's one option. And you can also do this like by making bets with friends, like with accountability partners. You can say, um, kind of like, you know, the weight loss challenge that I've done in the past where, you know, you put money in a pot and then um, whoever's, whoever was able to do the thing you know, got money and then the people that weren't didn't get the money. So you can be creative with this as well. So the next one, um, so we've talked about the carrot and the stick. Now I want to give you a couple little hacks that work for me. And I've mentioned this before, but the two minute rule, I mean, if something is going to take you two minutes, just do it, right? And this doesn't always work. But if I'm in the right mindset and I see something that comes across my desk that's going to take me two minutes, I do it. So every once in a while, I get an email from someone and then I get an email back from them saying, you know, because I responded right away. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you responded so quickly. Now, I don't always respond quickly. Sometimes things pile up before I can get to them and I'm focused on another project. But if there is something that comes into my view that I can do in only two minutes, it's so much easier to just do it than have to take the mental energy of, okay, now I got to gear myself up to do this thing that I don't want to do. And, you know, then the idea of it maybe sitting in your inbox or sitting in your to-do list. And every time you see it, you're feeling guilty because you didn't do it. I mean, that's just a lot of mental energy we don't need to spend. So if something comes across your desk that you can do in two minutes, 
just do it. That's my suggestion. Hey, Catherine. Um, and that has served me really, really well lately is just doing the two minute rule. And it just keeps you from procrastinating on a lot of things. And it's also helped me with my inbox zero that I talked about a few months ago, and that I've been able to maintain that almost inbox zero, it's not zero, it's probably inbox 15. But I've been able to really maintain that because of this two minute rule. Okay, and then finally, we're on breaking it down. So I talk about this a lot, you know, when we talk about goals, and breaking those down into action steps. And then even those action steps, you can break down into smaller things. And so that is gonna help you not procrastinate because the things that you need to do are so small that they don't seem that daunting. And then, you know, a lot of them will fit into the two minute rule, right? If you break them down enough, they are gonna fit into the two minute rule and you're gonna be able to do them. And when you break them down and you do these individual little bite-sized tasks, you're going to get that feeling of momentum because you're going to be able to be accomplishing things a lot faster instead of looking at them as bigger projects. So um, let me break all this back down again and go through the different things that we talked about. So first we talked about the very first carrot option, which was only do X when you do Y, which means Find something that you love and only do that when you do the thing that you hate. So you have that incentive to actually do that. And I gave some examples of that uh, earlier. If you missed them, you can go back and watch the replay. Then we talked about the, um, the bribing rule. So for me, not all bribing is bad. Self-bribing can work really well. And so I would often... Um, have something to eat or drink with me, or maybe some little like fun tasks that I wanted to do that I only got to do once I did one of the things I didn't like, you know, so my examples were like, um, you know, having a, a small bowl of something that you wanted to eat next to you, and you only get to eat one after you've done one thing that you hated, you know, and, and that can go on or, you know, taking a sip of a drink that you like, or maybe you, you really like being on social media. And so after you've done 20 minutes of what you hate, you can go on social media for five minutes, you know, whatever works for you. Then we talked about the stick methods, which meant that you're going to deal with consequences if you don't do the thing that you're procrastinating about. The first one was about making sure that you have accountability and using that accountability shame as a positive force in forcing yourself to, to do the thing because you know you have to report back to somebody if you don't do it. And then we talked about positive gambling, which means bet, bet that you're going to get the thing done, but you know make a bet. And if you don't do it, then you have to either give money away uh, to you know somebody. Like I've seen people do this and they put on social media if I don't do this thing, I'm giving $50 to X person. And then you have to report back. And if you didn't do it, you did have to give that money to that person. Or you um, you bet against yourself and you use, um, there's some services online where you can actually take your money, reserve it. And then if you don't do the thing, it will go to a charity of your choice, either a charity that you like or a charity that you hate. 
Um, then we talked about the two minute rule. Obviously, um, if you can do it in two minutes, then don't procrastinate, just do it. And then we talked about breaking it down and making sure that all the tasks that are involved in this thing you're procrastinating are small enough that you are basically removing all of your barriers and excuses to actually doing them. And some of them become part of the two minute rule because they're so small, there's no reason why you can't do them. And then you develop this sense of momentum that I'm, I'm getting things done. I'm feeling really good about my day because I'm doing these things in little two minute increments. And pretty soon you'll see that you've accomplished a bunch of things on your list. So I want to ask you guys, number one, what are the things that you hate? Um, you know, I'm sure that there'll be many people in here that can identify with you with the things that you hate. I mean, I know for me, um, occasionally it's it's writing emails because I just get really tired of writing them. Occasionally it's um, doing some spreadsheet work or it's, um, let's see, what are the things that I hate? You know, another strategy that I use that I know I've talked about before is I just do the things that I hate first thing because the way I am, the way I'm wired that's when I have the most energy and momentum is in the morning. If that's not you, then save them for the evening when you get your second wind and do all the things you hate first thing in the evening when you sit down to start working on music stuff. So know yourself, know your brain power, know your focus levels during the day. And they, they seem a lot less daunting when you're in that good brain space. So I can tell you from my experience, if I if I want to do something and I'm thinking about doing it at 6 p.m., there's just no way I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to be sandbagging myself. But then if I get up in the morning and I, at 4 a.m., I think about doing it, it doesn't seem that hard and daunting. So just just know yourself and know your psychology and how you work and use that to your advantage. Um, so is there anything, you guys, that you want to say, you want to proclaim that you hate and you're going to actually work on finding ways, carrot or stick, to make sure that you do it? And Beth says, I hate booking. I get it. At least I think I do. Now, that's good, based on my procrastination. So it may be that you're just, you've built this thing up as being so hard and terrible, and because you haven't done it enough, you're thinking in your mind, oh, I hate this thing. But if you actually force yourself to do it, you may find that you don't hate it. I've found with, for example, live video, people just really, really freak out about live video. They're so scared to do it. But once they get out there and start doing it, they realize, oh my gosh, not only is this not as hard as I thought, but it's a little bit addicting. So, um, you know, make sure that you, you really, you really hate it because you've done it and you hate it, not just because you're dreading it, you've never done it, you're scared of what it might be like. That's not actually hating it yet. Mm, yeah, so that's a good point, Catherine. Catherine says she's guilty of checking her email when she doesn't actually have time to deal with it. And then she gets into like it stacking up because she didn't actually have time to deal with it when she checked it. And then she's then it becomes even more daunting because it's like, oh, now I have this box full of stuff that I haven't dealt with. Oh, I need to avoid that because I don't even want to deal with it. So Matungi says she doesn't procrastinate on things that she hates. She procrastinates on things that she needs to be work really hard to be consistent with. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's almost, maybe you hate consistency. It's, it's kind of interesting because 
maybe what you really don't like is the idea of doing the same thing all the time. And, you know, for some people that scares them, like life is going to become boring if I'm consistent and I really do go live on Facebook every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, you know, but I actually look forward to it, even though, you know, in some ways it's stressful because I have to do it every week at the same time. Also, it makes me feel good because I've started my week being consistent with the thing that I said I was going to do. Yeah. So Beth says trial and error with these ideas. Yes. I mean, try them, try the carrot versions that I mentioned, try the stick, see which ones work better for you. Um, Depending on the kind of person you are, you know, you may need that, like that threat, maybe the carrot isn't enough. Um, So she says, what is your strategies for a skill set that you really, really need? And you're still not able to get all excited about it. Ah, that yeah, that's a hard one. How do you make it routine? Again, I think that particular thing, attaching it to something you love, or building in some kind of reward system might work for that. And, you know, if it's a skill set, then what you really, really need is consistency in order to develop the skill set. Does the two minute, now this is a really good question, Beth. Does the two minute re- rule cause you to get distracted? Okay, I will admit, sometimes it does cause me to get distracted. Um, the key is that you have to be disciplined with yourself. For example, if you're working on a project, And then you think in your mind, hmm, I wonder if I got any email or I've been waiting for an email from somebody. I'll just check. And then you look at your box and then you see like three emails that you could answer in two minutes. But then you've been distracted right from the project you were working on. So you need to force yourself to take planned breaks to if you want to kind of keep up with your email that way, then work on the project you're working on for 30 minutes then take a five minute break, go check your email and deal with those things in two minutes. Um, But yes, it is, it can be very tempting because you're thinking to yourself, I want to keep my email box really clean. So I want to follow the two minute rule, but then you may, it may cause you to have this little thing in the back of your mind. Like, I don't want my emails piling up. I've got two minutes. I better go do that right now. And that might get you distracted from what you're working on. So you've got to be disciplined with how you deal with the two minute rule. If you know that you're going to be looking at a thing that will probably have something in there that you can deal with in two minutes and you're going to want to then be disciplined about when you go check that thing, whether it's social media or email, you know, like I've always said, like compartmentalize these things. Don't, don't leave your notifications on, So you hear the little ding when something comes in or a message comes in on Facebook or a message comes in in your email, like don't leave those on because then you will be tempted to check. Then you'll see something you want to use the two minute rule for and then you've lost a bunch of time. That's awesome, Matungi. So Matungi says um, with her time in the academy, she's actually dented 75% of the musicpreneur items I used to hate. I love hearing that. Oh my gosh, I want to like put that up on a billboard. That's awesome. I don't like doing something every day. I get that. I mean, I, I, I've always been the kind of person that likes consistency, but I have a husband who doesn't. And just the idea of having the same thing happen every day was like, like threatening to him. He didn't like that. But as he's gotten older, he realized that he's going to be happier overall 
if he actually conquers that consistency and, you know, he, he sees a lot more long-term results. And yes, you have to sacrifice that feeling that, you know, you can't live spontaneously all the time. But I think that, you know, as you get older and you really want to accomplish things in your life, you have to give up a little bit of that spontaneity in order to, to make progress. Okay. It's been really helpful to hear what you guys, how you guys have dealt with this. And I hope that some of these strategies will really help you to, you know, just stop procrastinating. And it's easier said than done, I know. And I am not a perfect person in this area. I definitely, as the day goes on, I'm much bigger of a procrastinator. So just so you know, like I, knowing myself, knowing my energy levels and knowing the way that my mind works I've learned how to work around that. And, you know, that's not anything I had on the slides, but I think that that is probably the biggest thing to help you guys is to know the way that the the tricks that your mind plays on you throughout the day, knowing what those are and figuring out how to combat those with the carrot or the stick, because if you don't know yourself and know the reasons you're procrastinating or the triggers that cause it or the times of day, you know, that you're more likely to procrastinate and stuff, then you can't design a system that will work for you. So you've got to do a little soul searching and a little, you know, being real with yourself. Like, yeah, we'd all love to be morning people, but maybe you're not, you know, or I'd love to be able to stay up past 8 PM, but I know I'm, you know, my my body's not wired that way. Like when it gets dark, I get tired and I'm not very productive at night. So just knowing the way that you're wired and using the carrot and the stick methods based upon that is the way you're going to be successful in conquering some of these procrastinations and realizing, like I said earlier, like these things that you think you hate, Sometimes it's not that you hate them. It's just that you think you hate them because you haven't tried them enough and you're fearful or you have a lack of confidence. So don't assume you hate them until you actually do them. Now, there are plenty of things that I have done and I still hate, and that's okay. Just knowing how to combat that is what we're talking about today. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.